Hey everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Life, the Mind and Other Shit by Coaching Minds. I'm your host today, Paul Smith, and I'm joined by two of our amazing coaches, Daniel and Andini. Oh hi, hello, my name is Andini. I'm super excited to be here as this is my very first podcast. So I'm really looking forward to our discussion today about this very interesting topic. So I'm Daniel. Um... I'm just really, really excited to dive deep into this topic um, and really pick out and, and really try and answer the question. Fantastic. And Daniel, it's great to have you back. And Dini, it's absolutely wonderful to have you on your first ever podcast episode. So welcome today. So today's question and the topic of today's podcast episode is, do likes and followers on social media matter what do we think so in the real world um it shouldn't really matter um but because of algorithms and um the way these social media platforms set their algorithms then it is really important um especially when you have um pages and and you, you know you're trying to bring up a following um having more likes then gets you seen um having more followers triggers an algorithm to get you seen um so yeah i think the, the algorithms of these social media companies goes a long way um to making us think that likes and followers are important i think um likes in general uh, matter in my opinion um it shouldn't be but it's matter on social media or on real life but um on social media yeah i think it's matter for like dan said uh, for algorithm and followers as well um yeah i think it does matter Okay, so you're both saying that it kind of matters and you're linking to two algorithms and the need to, to satisfy the algorithms. Uh, Danny, you made a really interesting point and I just want to ask the question to you guys is, you said, uh, you know, you need these likes and followers to be seen on these algorithms. So the question I have is, why is it important for us to be seen? I think it's important to be seen, especially if we... Um, you know, whatever we're trying to put out there on the social media, we want as many people to see it as possible. We want as many people to get the, the, the benefits from what we're posting. Um, and it's good to have that, that reach and, and, and that people who can see that. Um, I think that snowballs. So the more people that see it, the more people um want to share that with their friends and they become involved and it just builds that that community yeah yeah i think um why was why is it important for us to be seen in this social media world because we are like it or not now moving into online you know everyone uh you know more and more moving online now 
and social media is just one platform to i think to share the message or anything that you want to share you know your business your personal life like i i don't know maybe i don't know in percentage but i would say a lot of people now is online and on social media doing everything it's like the life is on social media now mostly you know even like um you know in indonesia like all these uh older people which is very non-tech people but now they're starting to watch youtube as well you know and they're really liking it like usually it's just on television now they move on to social media so why do we want to be seen um to i think to to share and to uh, send the message across if you have or if you have a business to promote your business because you can literally um how do you say broadcast yourself these days you know if you have anything you want to be seen you just hop onto social media and you're there so yeah yeah no i agree we you know we live in a new um, digital transformation world and um, everything's new everything's moving online especially everything that's going on with the world right now it's pushing us even more online um and i suppose there's there's two ways to look at this for me in, in my perspective is i understand the way the algorithms are built for business and i think you know if you want to to sell your products if you want to get your business off the ground you want to get your services out there then likes followers social media they matter so that your posts, your content, your offers, they land on people's pages. Um, but I think the other perspective to look at from a personal view is, is why do likes matter? Why do likes and followers matter? Why do we have this view where we check a person's credibility based on the number of likes that they get on a post or the number of followers that they have on Instagram? Why do we need that validation from a personal perspective rather than a business one? I think it goes back to the subconscious um so when i'm gonna say i want to buy something online um the first thing i'll do is i'll check the reviews and the more reviews they've got um albeit there could be a mixture of bad and good reviews but the more they've got the more i'm likely to buy that product because i know other people have have had it and they've bought it where if I don't see as many reviews on there, I'm thinking, well, nobody's really tested this product out. Does it really work? Is it is it going to be beneficial to me? Um, and I think as well, we within social media and on the internet, we're bombarded with all these different products, services, and, um, and information. It's just another way of people to to stand out a little bit. Um, by saying they've got more followers than, than somebody else, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the better people, but subconsciously we think because they've got more people following them, that, that there must be some benefit for them other people. So I must be having or finding some benefit as well. Yeah. Um, for personal, why? why likes matter i think I, I i have to agree with dan you know it's uh the more likes they have the more likely we say okay this must be good you know people are following this person or that person or liking this post what is it 
yeah, I think for the trust maybe in that person to see, oh, this is, you know, real or I don't know. What do you say, Paul? Okay, so I like the point that you, you mentioned there, Daniel, uh, about reviews. Um, but for me, I think, you know, maybe this is our mind playing a trick on us. But followers and likes, they, they're not reviews. And if you're going to write a review about a product, that takes time, energy, effort. And it's generally driven by emotion. You're going to put yourself out to give someone a review for their service or give a product a review. It's going to be driven by you being really happy with what you've received or really disappointed uh, or really annoyed and what you've received. So for me, you know, we cannot link. And if our brain's telling us that followers and likes are like reviews, then we need to, to reprogram that because there's no time, energy, and effort just to press a button when you're scrolling through someone's social media. You know, how many of them likes actually mean something? How many people really like that? Or how many people just pressing it because, you know, it gave them a little smile or whatever? You know, what is it that they like about that? It doesn't explain what they like. Just because they pressed that button, why did they like it? You know, review gives you that detail. What's good about it? What's bad about it? Where the like doesn't, followers don't. It's easy to follow someone. On Instagram now, you can buy followers. <laughs> people buy followers. So you can look, and some people might have 10,000, 20,000, 80,000 followers. But then if you look at their posts, you know, the like to follow ratio would be really, really low. And that's because people can go out there and buy followers. And I might be uncovering some of coaches' dark secrets where they're trying to get away and make themselves look more credible, but this is the place where we'd be open and honest. And for me, I don't think likes and followers should really matter. No, I have to agree with Um And I agree with what you're saying, that it's easy enough to post a like, and I've found myself doing that, especially on TikTok. So I'll scroll up to the next video, and before they've even uttered the third word, I've double tapped and liked it because it's imprinted in my brain and be, be, because it's become a bit of a habit. So before I've even seen what they've had to say, whether it posts any value to me or not, I, I'm finding myself that I'm just liking it for the for the sake of liking it. Um, and I think as well, go back to um, these social media platforms that have ingrained in us because of the algorithms that likes are important when in actual fact they're not. Yeah, I think different uh, social media platform has different, let's say, algorithm. Uh, you know, on YouTube, probably likes matter for the algorithm, you know, so YouTube's, I think I heard. Uh, I think for Instagram, they said it's not really matter like likes and you know, uh, like you said, people can buy, even can buy likes, likes or followers, right? Um, but yeah, um, I mean, do you do you post on social media and hoping for likes? <laughs> so I used to do that. Um... So especially with Facebook, um, go back five years ago, I was posting things that were only getting one, two or three likes. But those likes were coming from people that, that I knew that, you know, I had a really great connection with. And then I was seeing other friends who were getting maybe like 100 likes on their, um, on their posts. 
and I spent a lot of negative time and a lot of negative energy really trying to find out why it is that they were getting all these likes and I wasn't. Um, so I think the way the platform set up itself can go a long way to sort of trying to force us into into thinking a certain way or behaving a certain way. Yeah. It really promotes and drives competition, um, comparison. It, it can put us into some really bad traps. And I like that question, Andini, um, because I personally, I don't post for likes. I don't look, I don't care about how many likes my posts get. I don't go back, I don't look. What I do like is comments. And the reason why I like comments is because it's feedback. So, you know, the content I'm putting out there, I want to put content out there that is going to get people thinking differently. It's going to give them an opportunity or it's going to help them look at something in a different way or it's going to give them a smile or some kind of positive emotion. And the comments, when you see people comment back, that gives you feedback to whether or not that post did what you set it out to achieve. If it didn't, then you can start to look at how you redraft your content to make people happy and or to, to help them change that perspective or give something, put a smile on their face. And if it did and the comments are positive, then that's fantastic. It's great. I'll continue to post content that's in line with that. So I look at it because I want to make a difference through social media. I'm not there to get any self-validation or any approval from people um, with likes. Because like you said, Dan, you just press like, you can scroll through and just like. And one, one thing I am guilty for is, and it comes from a, a, a quote by Confucius. And he says that it's man that makes a truth it's not truth that makes a man. And by that, one of the learnings we can take from that is that it depends on the person that's delivering the message and not necessarily the message itself. So the person is more powerful than the message. So you could have the most powerful message ever that the world needs to hear right now. Um, but if you don't have a good reputation with people, if you're not a likable character, people aren't going to listen to that message. And if you're very likable, if you've got yourself out there, if you're making a difference, then people are going to like whatever you post. You know, you could post a picture of your breakfast. You can post just a sentence. People will like it because it's you. One thing I'm guilty for, um, and I'm sure we all do this, is I will like it if it's a certain person that posts it. You know, without really liking the content or whatever, if it's Daniel, if it's you, I'll press like or love. And Dean, if it's you, I'll press like or love. Sometimes I really do go into the content. I do like it. But I don't distinguish the difference. I just think this is the person, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like it because of who they are, and not necessarily based on the content. So I am guilty of that. Then what your thoughts are? Definitely done that scrolling through Facebook and seeing somebody I know and seeing their picture, and just I haven't really took the time to have a good look at the picture, but I've just give it a love because you know I care about that person. Um, but I think as well. When, when you when you when you go back to analytics they tend to focus heavily on likes and, and you know what people are tending to be driven towards rather than engagement which is slowly creeping in in those analytics now um but i think yeah the the, the engagement is is the most important thing for me um what, to see whether something's successful or not. Uh, like, 
Paul was saying about, you know, you like someone's post because you like the person. Sometimes it's not even necessary the post. So now going back to does like matter, then that's going to be like the more somebody have likes, probably that person is good, you know. So the more you have that, uh, let's say credibility, you know, because like you said, I can share breakfast, you share breakfast, somebody liking more your post because of you. You know your personality probably, uh, and some somebody don't really like my breakfast, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then uh, if I post something, does like matter? You know, to me when I post something, or if someone follow me, is that matter to me? Yes, it does matter. Uh, I like it when someone like my post. It makes me happy. You know, uh, when I post something and I said, oh, somebody likes. You know, there must be maybe a good post. I like it. Uh, do I uh, post to get like? No, you know, I don't post thinking, okay, let's see how many like I can get with this post. No, unless maybe I was doing um, something to see which post, you know, people like, then yes. But otherwise, how about if there is nobody liking my post, will I still post? Yes, absolutely. You know, I will post. So like matter to me, um, it makes me happy if I see likes or followers but i don't do it for that i don't know if that makes sense that makes perfect sense um i've actually fell into the trap um where i've posted a, a picture of me and my partner um and he's gone off and and i've seen him liking and and, and putting the love button to everything else and i've said to him but you've just you've seen that and you didn't even leave a like or a love. He's like, no, because we're in the real world. I can say it to you or I can show you how I feel. Like, just because I've clicked a button doesn't validate the fact that I, I, I love you or I love that thing. Um, I, I can show you in other ways where other things that I do like um, and click like for is mainly when I don't have that real world connection with that person right there and then, and I want to show me support by liking it or, or loving it. Um, so it led me to think, and do we, do we like posts just to show support rather than actually liking the content? Yeah, no, that's a, a really good point, you know? And it, for me, we're creating a kind of a fake world through social media. And a lot of people I find aren't authentic. They're not the natural self. They try and build, they, they spend too much time building their profile than they do building their character. Um, you know, it's all, we want to post the best moments, the happy moments. We want to keep those bad moments hidden behind doors. And social media is a tool that allows us to do that. It allows us to paint a fake reality of what our life's like or a, a version of what we want others to see our lives like rather than what it actually is and uh, good point you mentioned there daniel and <laughs> it's one thing that really annoys me and i i will just ignore people if they do this if they message me privately and say why didn't you like this why haven't you liked this post why haven't you we all had people do that but god damn is that annoying <laughs> it's like maybe because i didn't like it <laughs> you know <laughs> like the, the content, the message didn't deliver with me or, I, you know, it was it, your breakfast didn't look very nice or whatever, you know. <laughs> I don't have to like everything you do. So going to the point of your support, like, 
we need to make sure that it's honest and authentic and we're not just supporting people for the sake of supporting them. I totally, totally agree with that. Another thing that, that really grinds on me with social media is people post photos and put the caption, I felt cute today, but I might delete it later. Um, it, it really messes with me because I'm like, you've posted it, you look fine, what's the matter with yourself? Why are you being negative towards yourself and why won't you like it later? So if you've took it now and you really like it, then why won't you like it later? It really does mess with my mind, that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, um, it is very dangerous with all these likes, you know, uh, especially I would say for the youngster, but maybe for everybody, you know, it doesn't matter <laughs> which stage you are right now, but I think uh, if you are mature enough, um, you know, and I think back maybe to intention, why are you sharing, you know, what you're sharing? Is it really to get likes or to get approval, validation? And that's what the dangerous uh, world it can take us. But I don't know if you guys like just liking things because you know that person or you care about that person or in Daniel's case, maybe because I have to support my partner liking his post, you know, uh, not necessarily. I don't know what it is. I just like, oh, I saw his posting. Let's just like it quickly. You know, otherwise he will be upset. <laughs> but do like then like is some kind of high, like, hello. Yes, I see you. You're posting something. I just click like. It doesn't matter what it is, especially to someone we know, someone we adore anyway. So any post that come, we just like click, like, 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 you know, if Paul posts something, me, definitely I will like it. <laughs> I like, Daniel post something, now we are friends on Facebook. I will like things. Oh, Daniel just post something. You know, the first thing before I even maybe read, I like, I will read, Daniel. It's not all. I just like, 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 yeah, to you mm -hmm. both. Of course, I read some and mostly genuine like. I was like, oh, you know, like, love, uh, sometimes comments, you know, if it's like really, oh, let's let's comment on this. This is worth commenting, you know, because is this good or there is something I have to say. But generally, yes, what is like is, hey, hi. Yes, you are there. I'm here. Like, I give you support. It's like a little, you know, like smile if you see in person, like, hi, I see you. <laughs> like. <laughs> no, I like that perspective, Andini, you know, and especially that bit at the end, you know, that it's like a, a smile. Sometimes when we just put that like, it, it's just a smile button, um, you know, but I think that's what we need to look at is if you are thinking that likes matters, what is your interpretation of a like? What is a like? mean to you as a person um so if we can't avoid that that escape that you know we live in that that world of social media where where likes unfortunately do matter to some extent and you know this is not from a business sense because when we talk business it's very important to to make sure you're you're given a service and you're getting yourself seen so you can gain more customers more clients and things but from a personal perspective we can really start by redefining what that like means to us because I'm going to be open and honest, like, likes to me don't mean shit. I don't really care about them. I couldn't care people like, ignore, whatever. I, as I mentioned earlier on, for me, it's it's comments. So, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate anybody who, who acknowledges that they've seen my post. I'm not being ungrateful. It's fantastic, but that doesn't mean a lot to me. I want to, you know, I want to connect with people. I want to use social media to be social. <laughs> 
We want to have a conversation. I want to hear your thoughts, your views, your perspectives. I want us to get into a discussion. I want other people to see that discussion so they can learn and grow as well. And I want to use it for the, the benefit of the good. I don't know what you guys, how you guys see likes, what your thoughts on likes are yeah, in terms of your interpretation. So I think my, my interpretation of likes is changing. Um, so once over, I used to think there uh, was a, best of the best and if people weren't liking it then it obviously wasn't a likable post um, but I just want to touch up on going back to uh, this modern society where we want everything easy um, so liking something is, is pretty easy but taking the time to really comment um, and engage takes a lot of effort and just people just want that easy route um, and, and companies are getting more and more clever, so rather than having likes, they have reactions. So rather than having to type out how you're feeling or how a post made you feel, you can just react really quickly. Um, so I think social media companies are, are really pushing the board on making things less interactive, even though the main purpose is to be interactive. Okay, first of all, I have to say, I won't like your post anymore, Paul. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, if you feel like leaving a comment, the feedback, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> so I won't like him, Paul's post from now on. doesn't matter. No, uh, that was just joking. Um, yeah, I, I, I will continue liking posts if I feel like, uh, you know, I genuinely like that post and uh, I don't have time yet maybe to comment. I just, sometimes the post, I am very visual, you know, I, I see maybe beautiful something. Before I comment, I just like it quickly, you know. If it's really stand out, then I will say, oh my God, and I have the time. I will say, wow, this is magnificent or blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I will continue liking. So then I was still liking the post. <laughs> And uh, and like matters to me. Um, again, like I said, I want to emphasize this matter in a way like, yes, I, I like it when people like uh, posts. And even in, in life, not in social media, I want people to like me, you know, I do. Uh, do I need them to like me? No, I don't need. But of course, I want people to like me. Um, I don't need, and I'm not here to be liked. I'm not posting to be liked. Um, and yeah, I don't need likes. The need, I don't, but it matter. I like likes. And again, so what is likes then finally? It's a high smile. You know, if it's in person, it's like, yeah, I see you, you know, <laughs> like this. So. Yeah, no, and. It brings me to a question I want to ask, and you know, this is for the listeners who are tuned in to think about this, and for you guys to really think: you know, Is the language that Instagram use, Facebook use, correct? You know, when they call it likes, loves, followers, you know, can we change that language to make it more inclusive, make it more supportive? And one of the reasons I ask this, Daniel, you know, you think about our culture minds community and the platform we use. You know, the, there's one reaction you can have, and it's called cheer. That person cheers your post. And for me, that language of cheers is this person supporting what I'm putting out there. They're, they're cheering me on. They want me to, to do well. And it kind of links to what we we're talking there in terms of, you know, the definition of likes and how we do it to support each other. I really think 
the way Mighty Networks is structured and that which allows us to build that platform, it's more supportive, it's more inclusive, it's more friendly, just having that cheer and that comment function rather than, you know, followers and all this sort of stuff. It, it I think, the, I don't know, for me personally, I don't think the language that is used on social media is the right language to create inclusiveness, to create community, to create support. It's there to create comparison. It's there to drive competition. It's there to fuel insecurity for me personally. I don't know what your thoughts are. I agree with that. I like the, the cheer button that we've got in the community. Um, I like the way the community doesn't have any algorithms. You're not competing with anybody. You, you can literally be yourself. Um, and that there's, 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 you know, no competition to get more likes than anybody else or to get this many followers or, any, or anything like that. It's just really stripped back to how I think social media was seen when it first started. I think the more it's evolved, um, the more they see the, the benefit in people competing. Um, you know, that they want people to compete because that drives up usage for them and they're able to sell your data on and, and use your data in ways that they shouldn't and, and it generates them revenue. Um, so, yeah, I think most social media platforms do what they do to generate their their own revenue rather than thinking about the benefits of the people using that service. Uh, and I'd just like to add to that before I hear Andini's view. Um, uh, you made a really good point with, um, you know, the algorithms. So there's no algorithms that are built into the mighty networks. It's kind of you see, what I love is you kind of create your own. It's so flexible in what you want to see in that platform. So you can go through the notifications, you can check the types of posts you want to see, you can organize it in the way that you want to see it. You have complete control over what lands on your feed. And for me, Facebook as big as it is, Instagram as big as it is, why can't they put the measures for us to have the choice and control of what we want to see in the order that we want to see it? Why can't they build something in where we create our own algorithms where we see this sort of stuff first, we see this from this hashtags first? And I know there's some to a limited extent, but they're allowed too much for advertising in there. You know, you type something in Google, you speak it, and you, I'm sure you'll fucking listen to you these days. You have a conversation, but then all of a sudden you just get adverts on stuff that's linked to that because of the algorithms and the way it is. So, you know, why can't Facebook give us full control of what we want to see? That goes back to money. Um, and generating their income. So they want us to see what they want us to see because it generates them income. Um, so it has come to light recently, um, thanks to Apple, really hitting down on um, security. Um, and what they've done is they've added a little button into their software where you can click it and say, I would not like Facebook to track me using other apps because they've been tracking people on Google and what they search for and how, how they use other apps to then target ads, which then generates them more revenue. So Facebook's now um, in a lawsuit with, with Apple because they've allowed this little button for to give the user more transparency on how these companies use our data. 
Um, I know before you download an app now in the store that they've got to, um, at, at the very top, say how they use our data and what they collect our data for. Um, and I think the more we, 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 we go into this technology now, people are looking for them that privacy. Um, they're looking at ways to boost that privacy. I think that's going to be the next thing that starts coming out for these social media platforms to have to battle. Um, because a lot of more people have been made aware of actually what happens with their data um, and how it's collected and how our personal data is used to make the platform's money. Yeah, I mean, I remember it, it, this is all about, you know, um, like Dan said, all come down to money again. <laughs> Uh, I remember, I think I read in one article, um, used to be likes is their currency, but now is attention. Our attention is their currency. You know, the moment you put your, you know, we put our attention and this all algorithm uh, start picking up on every single behavior that we do from liking or to even speaking like uh, Paul was saying earlier, you know, we just say something, all of a sudden, everything is show up in your feed, you know, although, here come the solution, another money making <laughs> uh, to block these ads and to, you know, privacy setting and all of that. So yes, money probably all behind it, you know. But oh, by the way, before I continue, just in case for our listener who doesn't know Coaching Minds. So Coaching Minds, guy is the platform you have to check it out. Uh, just Google it, Coaching Minds, and if you want to uh, have this community where you share, you learn, and like Paul said, is you, we have full control of what we want to see. There is no ads, <laughs> so there's no algorithm. So whatever you speak is not going to pick up, you know, and then shuffling everything in your face. So yeah, it's worth checking out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mentioned that quickly. No, thank you for mentioning that, Andy. And the other point is it's completely free. You know, we're trying to create that online space, that community where people don't get that, um, all that shite that Facebook give us <laughs> when we're scrolling through. Um, so trying to, to fill that out. Um, and I think, you know, I really like it's you know, money is the bigger drive behind Facebook. But I also think there's an element of control. They're trying to control what it is we want to see. And, you know, it, it goes on. We've done a lot of talks on subconscious, but they, they try to play on our subconscious. Um, tell us what it is we want, tell us what it is we need, tell us what it is we should be having. And that is the danger of social media. You know, we used to get that from the TV, but it was easy for us not to choose to use the TV. Now that we're all being forced to use social media and contact and make new connections online, you know, we need to look at the other side of it where they're just trying to tell us what it is we want. And we can get so sucked into the trap of that. You know, and those are the people who believe in, you know, I think it plays on those some people who are in the spiritual side of things as well you know that everything happens for a reason and this must be a sign no it's not a sign <laughs> they've cleverly built the algorithm so this appears on your phone and you'll fall into the trap of buying it it's not a sign from the universe it's a sign from mark zuckerberg <laughs> who wants you to purchase some money so you can make some money from ads <laughs> so you know I think there's an element of control. I, I need to be careful on these podcasts. It was Tinder last week, Mark Zuckerberg this week. <laughs> um, last 
Yeah, it's okay. And uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it though. Uh, he's got enough on his plate with Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, he's he's another advocate of uh, how social media is just a, a really bad platform, especially Facebook on the controls and measures that they have in there. But let's try and not take it to political discussion. But yeah, so he's got other other problems on his hand bigger than coaching minds. So he needs to deal with that first. <laughs> yeah, it just sparks me on something actually because there's a there's a group um, that a friend I know runs. And they do post some close to the knuckle memes, um, but it's a way for them to sort of express themselves, and it it doesn't really um, harm anybody. Uh, everybody likes that stuff, but he's always getting banned because um, Facebook's introduced this this new thing now that if you post anything derogatory in the comments, it has algorithms that pick up on certain words and certain phrases. So it, um, for those groups out there that, that love a bit of banter between each other, they can't really do that now because Facebook flags it up and bans you for 20 days from using the service. Um, so then he, he went down the route of, to get around that, he would, instead of taking the, the, the content and putting it there himself, he would share it from other people. Um, and then when Facebook tried to ban him, he would say, well, I, I wasn't aware of the context i just saw saw it um and just quickly shared it because i thought it was great and i like to see it and then so they're always inventing new ways to try and control what we put on there and how we put ourselves and what we do and yeah i think that i i love the people out there that can challenge them and, and challenge the way they're doing things And Dini, I don't know if you have anything to, to add to that. Um, but no, it's good that there's there's activists out there. You know, it's, it's really challenging the way in which Facebook is, is working because it's, it's needed. You know, we can just accept it for what it is. We need to, to challenge that. Yeah. And I do, like, uh, agree with all this uh, control. I think everyone feels it, you know. Like, oh, are we being controlled, you know? Or are we starting to be in control? Maybe we are already, you know. <laughs> like you said, okay, what, uh, tell me what you like. Where do you live? Like, everything is just there. And like Daniel said, like, if you're not careful, everything is just built in into your phone already, you know, unless you set it up. Like, I don't want this. I don't want that. Like, don't track me. Uh, it's just there. But um, I mean, what is it then? I mean, should we get out of this social media? Um, or is there a way we can be, but have to be careful? I mean, for us, maybe it's okay. We can, we can start looking into it. How about our children? You know, how about our, our parents, uh, grandparents, you know, who some grandparents, uh they are so hesitant like i don't like this i don't like social media i don't like uh, pay by phone or pay by you know everything i like my cash or because i don't want anybody to know everything about me or some grandparents really yeah i don't want to left behind you know i want to come with you guys to this millennial uh online world and you know scrolling to their ipads and watching whatever you know so what do you guys think like what do we do next with the social media for us personally and then for our you know generation like our kids and stuff so it goes back i always remember something that 
my mum said she would never go on Facebook ever. Um, it was really bad. And like the way she saw it, if you were posting, say, how my dad went on holiday and they were posting lovely pictures on the beach, that was opening up a whole can of worms saying to anybody who might be looking to break into the house, telling them, oh, we're not at home, we're away, the house is empty, do what you want. So she would never, ever go on. But um, because she liked playing a certain game and she would always have to start from the beginning unless she signed into Facebook to save her progress. So she was conditioned to think she needed to have Facebook in order to continue playing this game that she really loved to play. And that is the reason that she go onto Facebook, um, which is where I like other companies that are challenging this. So Apple recently changed, so they had a sign-in with Apple. Um, and when you sign in with them, you can choose to hide your um, email address so that Apple generates a code linked to your email address. So your email still comes through. You still get notifications, but that company cannot have your personal information, like your email address and your number. But it was just really interesting to see somebody who never wanted to be on Facebook being conditioned and forced to join. Yeah, no, and it happens all the time. And that's what's happening in the world right now is we're being, you know, we have to move towards this digital transformation. It's just the way the world has gone. And for me, there's a couple of points to note. So although we talked about control and we're talking about control and in, in which how Facebook try and control what it is we are seeing. So they might control what it is they're seeing to a degree. But what we need to realize is they can never control us. You know, ultimately we have that power of choice. We make that final that final decision. So you can control what I see. You can annoy me, or you can make me happy and providing what whatever you're putting on there. Um, but ultimately, you're not going to control what I decide from that. Um, and you know, how do we? You know, we need to speak. You know, we need to speak up. We need to be active with this. We need to look at how we can redefine social media because it's the other thing we need to be aware of is it's a tool. Social media is a tool, and it can be used for the greater good or it can be used to procrastinate and waste time, or it can be used for the bad, you know, with trolling and criticism, bringing people down, it promotes bullying. You know, it's, in some extent, it's a terrible tool and a terrible invention. But how do we change, you know, it's 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 deep. It's not going to be something we can anyone can solve overnight, and it's going to take a huge wave of people to do it. But effectively, you've got to change the culture in which social media is used. It's a cultural change, a massive cultural change. So how do we, you know, promote it to be used in the ways that are going to bring people together? I mean, we've got to be grateful for social media because we would never have connected. I would never have connected. Well, Daniel, maybe me and you, because I used to, to work with your partner. Um, but Andini, we would never have connected if it wasn't for, for social media. And everyone we have in our community, everyone in, in Coaching Minds, you know, we would never have connected for it. So, you know, it's a tool and we need to encourage people and advocate advocate for people that it needs to be used in the right way and facebook need to at least give us some element of control and they do slightly in terms of privacy of of what people can see of ours but i think they need to look at how we can control what we see as well and you know we've seen it last year that tiktok was the worst for this 
because you had that guy who killed himself on a TikTok video and it went round and people couldn't control not being able to see that. So Facebook can do all the work that they want <laughs> on stopping people from seeing what we put out there, but they also need to give us some control on what we see and making sure there's measures, buttons, and they're a big, big company. <laughs> you know, they, they can do this. It's not something that they can't do. The question is, why aren't they doing it? Why are they allowing us? Uh, okay, we can block people and we can ignore people, stuff like that. But maybe we don't want to go to that extent. And we just want to control the ads and the shit that come through our feed. And they need to think about that. So for me, it's how do we make that big cultural change and how do we encourage people to use social media for the better because we have to live with it. It's a tool. How do we do that? No, um, I my Facebook, uh, because I think I've watched one video where, you know, talking about this, like how can we uh, not just uh, shuffle with everything um, ads. And I install something. My Facebook, every time I go on it, like on uh, the computer, on laptop, um, I never have ad. I never have uh, anything. Um, it's just one quote every day. I choose to have that quote. So every day when I open, it's just blank. There is no you. I have to go to you to see your post. I have to go to Daniel to see Daniel's post. So every time when I open Facebook on laptop, I haven't done on mobile. Um, it's just blank and then one quote. And then I have to go to it. So that's one way, maybe if we don't want to just see everything. Um, and then what else? Oh, but then I have Facebook market. And then in Facebook market, there's all these ads because it is the purpose, I think, for that, you know, people advertising. So because I was thinking now, as I was saying, but how did I find, uh, you know, that Facebook challenge? But I think it's from the Facebook market. So, yeah. If I found, maybe I will. I will say. I will share the the app. I, I don't know. Long time ago, but it's good. Every time I see, like, there's always this little quote, you know, every day from someone, and every day is always different. But yeah, I agree with Paul. We need to start thinking. I think not just for ourselves, but for the generation to come, especially uh, all these vulnerable, you know, people, maybe teenagers, you know, who just trying to find themselves and then just falling into this wow likes followers you know the more followers the better the more likes the better how can i be like i mean by who by social media standard you know it's dangerous and then what do you have to do to be liked either you have to be super funny either super beautiful super you know fit all of those is fall into category of like on you know social media um, it's almost like you have to be extreme or you are just nobody. Nobody likes, nobody knows, nobody following you. And yeah, it's just sad. I think it goes a long way of us um, teaching the younger generation um, and really helping them see how to use social media for the better. Uh, it just sparks something actually watching TikTok and watching a trend start. So one person started, but and because it attracts lots of likes for other people, then other accounts start doing it to the point where every time you scroll up, you see people doing the same stuff that everybody else is doing. Yeah. 
oh my god tiktok is another thing tiktok for me is the biggest distraction ever because tiktok is only like short videos right <laughs> you think oh you know what i just watch one video it's just like i don't know how many what second maybe that and then you, yeah watch one video next one next one half an hour i still sit in the same position <laughs> crawling to all videos it's almost like each video i thought that would be the last but there is something i think somebody explained it about the releasing endorphin you know when you watch something um and you thought oh just one more just one more and you almost like waiting for that feeling and it gives that feeling straight away and it's just become addictive and yeah it's dangerous i think the social media platforms know this i think that's why they implement and have it the way that they do have it um i've seen some good actually come out of um viral things um so they can be good and they can be bad but i fell into the trap myself of just oh i'll just watch one more or you know the the latest thing that people are doing on there now is they're like they're talking about a story um, and they go up to a certain part and then they're like like and follow for part two so then you, you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wait for their next part to come out so you it's a reason to get you to go back to the app because you want to see part two you want to know what's happened they seem to make it so you just get to the that little edge of where you're going to find mm. what's happened come back for part three so you come back for part three and they get you to this little edge again where you think oh it's definitely going to happen this time and then it's like no come back for part four so you're constantly being reminded to go back yeah sometimes i found a part three on the TikTok, and i was like oh what is the part one so i have to go and scroll their post <laughs> that is like worse but oh god yeah anyway i don't know what it is then but i feel guilty because you know we are bashing the social media at the same time like paul said because of social media i am here with you talking yeah now in podcast uh, without social media maybe we wouldn't even cross paths i don't know um but then it's so good and for business people start like you know advertising using social media but then it's so bad and we need to i don't know i i haven't uh, come to that um, point here to promote myself using you know ad on facebook or something but maybe in the future i will use ad and yet i don't like ads on facebook you know what is it like we, <laughs> we we will use the ad but also we don't like i hate ad please don't give me ads but i'm gonna you know pay <laughs> to promote myself <laughs> what do you say paul and daniel <laughs> yeah, so true um we hate seeing ads on facebook but we like to use ads i think it just goes back to seeing the right kind of ads um, so if we see ads that are going to really build us up all the time, we don't mind seeing them. But usually we see a lot of shite on there of products that don't do nothing or don't have no benefit to us. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I personally, I don't like ads. I don't like using them either. Um, we use them to some extent with coaching minds. Um, there's tips and tricks on how to use them effectively. Um, but you know, <laughs> well, don't do for me, don't be a hypocrite. <laughs> um, if you don't like 
Facebook ads then don't go to the extent of constantly doing them. But, you know, we're taught that that's the way we should market. But I don't want to go into a marketing discussion today. Um, I really want to go back to the point that you made. And I think it's an important point to note, um, you know, thinking about that future generation. And I think what we need to realize, especially the three of us being in, in a similar age, age bracket, is that our generation, I think, is the key generation to become aware of this because we might just fall into the millennial category um so but we've still got enough of how things used to be in the early 90s you know how things were before social media and that's the generation that's really going to be able to bring the two together and try and find that balance you know the millennials that didn't know the 90s the ones that have been born in the 2000s that were born into the social media era that's all they're going to know people before that they haven't jumped on. There's a lot of people who don't know how to use social media, aren't up to date with technology. So for me, we are the critical point in finding that balance to where that social sense we used to have offline and how we bring that to the, the new world that we're in now. So I think we need to start with awareness of, of kind of people our age and how we can bring the two together to keep, keep that balance. Um, yeah <laughs> good discussion um really good discussion so so if we were to bring this to a bit of a close what would be in a, in a couple of sentences for all our listeners today in terms of do likes and followers on social media matter they they they, they matter for algorithms but they, they really shouldn't matter for us um and I really think it goes back to knowing how to use social media properly, using it for good. Um, and yeah, just being our own validator rather than seeking validation from others. Yeah, uh, I was laughing earlier because thank you for putting me in the category of the same age group. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Um, okay, for uh, anyone out there, I think for me, does do like uh, likes and followers matter on social media? Uh, like Daniel said, it shouldn't be. And I think any time when you, especially this is for millennial, uh, if you post something, post something, uh, not to be like, but post something because you want to post that thing. You know, be original, and people will like you. So don't post for like, but post because you want it and it's, uh, you know, original. Be you and 100% people will like you because you're original. People don't like you, it's okay because that's not for them. It's only for the people who likes you. So, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Some really great final summarize summar, summaries summarizations <laughs> summaries for from both of you there so thank you for that that's fantastic and um, i'd love to hear our listeners views and perspectives as well so you can always email in your perspective to our family at coachingminds.co.uk and we will happy to publish your view on our website if you write an article or if you want to join us on a webinar and really get into a deep discussion on likes and followers on social media then we can look to arrange that too um but from my point, just a final few sentences from me is, you know, social media is a tool, as we've talked about today. And for me, it's all about happiness. Happiness is key. If you're happy 
on social media. If you're feeling good when you go in there, then that's fantastic. If you're not, then reevaluate and we look at how you're using it. Because at the minute, from a personal experience, is I love being on social media because I get to connect with you guys. We get to do podcasts. We get to do live sessions. We get to do discussions. I'm really happy when I'm on social media because I'm engaging with people. I'm learning and I'm growing. If you're not in that space, then you really need to change how you use social media to make it a place where you're happy. And just to link the two podcasts from the last one is find those communities out there. There's people with similar interests and use it for a really good discussion to, to you know, really give your, your thoughts, your ideas, your skills to people out there that need it. So I just want to leave everyone that. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened in and a huge thank you to Daniel and Dini for such a great discussion and for being here today. It's been absolutely fantastic. And I look forward to getting with you both on a, on a future podcast. So thank you guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. See you maybe next time. <laughs> thank you.